I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And, and we're, we're the, the Soul, Soul Sisters. Sisters. Welcome to another episode of Soul Sisters Balancing Acts. Today we're going to pick a quote and we're going to talk about it and see where the conversation brings us today. See if we can offer any insights, advice um, to a new or a different way of possibly of living your life. Um, so I just recently listened to an Abraham Hicks um, YouTube video and some things that are kind of spurred up in me. Uh, or maybe think about was like the concept about thinking, getting excited about what you're currently doing and not fixating too much on where you're going specifically. So like right now in my life, I'm not really sure where my one, three, five, 10 year plan, like what that looks like, but I've just been getting really excited about planting the seeds that I'm doing right now. And I feel like because I'm not so stressed out about the future, um, that it's what I'm doing right now is like in the short term is really flourishing and giving me like really positive momentum. And that's what kind of stuck out to me when I listened to that YouTube clip was you should have a direction on like where to go, like what you're looking for in the future and what you're looking to get out of it. Like we had that podcast about vision boards. And like, I think that that's very valuable to have a sense of where you want to go. But I also think that it's important to create that positivity in the current moment with what you have. So when you heard the Abraham Hicks um, quote, because I had, this is the one that we both listened to on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, When you heard the quote, did you feel satisfied hearing, you know, live in the now and be happy with the now because you have been embracing that? Yes. Okay. Like I didn't realize how excited I was about the current time until she said that. And she said like, just focusing on the current now can make, more of what's good yeah and then create the good that for the future Content- yeah that's i don't know why that sounds confusing but like i think you know what i'm saying uh, uh, yeah i mean <laughs> i totally i totally know what you're i know what you're saying but um if someone who hasn't listened um to those types of self-help or self-positive influential speakers you may not have grasped all of that so to kind of break it down it's it, she's kind of tapping in not necessarily well yeah manifesting mm-hmm. on some level but directly but indirectly you can try to manifest ice cream into your life for you know a pleasure type of thing or you can work to manifest your future to have it kind of lay out um in front of you in in a different manner um even though it doesn't always it's not the path you may have drawn out but Mm -hmm. you kind of get beeline but at the same time people who are trying to manifest and get their their ideas out into the world and get them brought back to them um I can see it's hard and you can be disappointed and be unhappy in the now because you're working so hard now for something to come to you in the future when it's the here and now is mm-hmm. to find the happiness because that thing is coming to you in the future. Find your happy now. And like Did I make it more confusing. No, I think way? use an example because I learn a lot from examples. So like if you have, for example, on your vision board, $1 million and you're like, wow, I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. You do all of this envisioning of yourself having a million dollars and you're like, gosh, darn it. I still don't have a million dollars. That's when you can get disappointed with mm-hmm, yourself. Absolutely. Instead, for every penny you find on the ground, you should view that penny as an addition That's getting you closer to that million dollars. Like every dollar earned, every piece of financial transaction that comes your way, you should feel that you have that million dollars with you because you got that extra dollar from someone or you found it. It's trickling to you and a trickle turns into a downpour, turns into a hurricane. Right. Which I think that like when I used to think about vision boards and like thinking about setting goals for the future, I thought I would like 
get a check for one million dollars shipped to me. <laughs> but it still could. It, it could it, happen. Right. It, it just could. hasn't happened yet. Right. But what I've come to realize is that every single piece is a build up to it. Like it, things can happen immediately, but they can also happen slowly. And to get really excited about that slow traction, Absolutely. that's what I've been doing lately. And it's been awesome. And it builds momentum and it, it just keeps you happy, you know, mm-hmm. and you're less discouraged and you're less wondering why not now or, you know, when, mm-hmm. or, you know, what am I doing wrong when you really are doing everything that you, you possibly can to be moving that momentum forward. Um, just find happiness in what you're doing. I've been, um, tired, I'd say for the last, I don't know, two weeks, I've been tired. Mm-hmm. It probably the weather, lack of vitamin D, you know, mm-hmm. I should bump up my nutrition. But at the same time, yesterday was like day four of just hanging at the house. And I was like, I need to go do something. Mm-hmm. It needs to be it didn't I didn't have anything that was for certain that had to be done. But I was just like, I need to go find happy, even though I'd rather go lay in bed and take another nap. But I like I need to go create some happy, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Um, so I did a little adventure out, which created one more idea, which to led me to raking leaves in the backyard, which led to the girls playing in the leaves and running down the slides. So, you know, creating that forward momentum anywhere in your life will help push everything else that you've been working on so hard um, on its own to find that moment. Even if you've been working on designs or manifesting a new version of business or a new career, if you're working to improve your here and now and you're happy here and now and how to make yourself happy or create happy, then everything else can continue to move forward and you don't have to focus on it. Because if you are an entrepreneur or someone who runs multiple businesses, you can't have your eyes on every single detail at every single moment. You'll you'll go crazy. And I think a lot of people even assume that Riley and I have our minds on every single detail and everything that we're doing. But no, a lot of it, you have to move that ball forward or, or put it out there and let 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 it come back to you. And when it's come to you, it's meant to be dealt with. Then you put it out again and you mm-hmm. the next task will come and not to be overwhelmed with what Um, with life is happening and just like what you said about keeping the ball rolling even though like every day is not going to be a day in paradise immediately without any effort involved but I think that you can find happiness in kind of anything you do like my example is last night I was talking to Sean and asking him about his new job and I was like how is it? It sounds like kind of manual labor. Like that sounds like that kind of sucks. And I expected him to be like, yeah, kind of, but you know, work is work. But instead he had like a really positive reaction to it and said, well, I figure I'm going to be working like a large portion of my time for the next how many every years I choose to focus on the happiness, like from the job that I can and make the best out of it and try to do like make the best out of every situation and learning and improving things. So he like, turned a really crappy task into an opportunity to grow his lats. Like just kind of finding, like being really grateful for doing a manual labor job instead of being like, oh gosh, this sucks. I wish I didn't have to work right now. Right. Or I, you know, because he's in a new position or, you know, that change, you can find a lot of like, oh, I didn't have to do this at my last job, but now I do. And I'm unsatisfied with that. But it's almost a lot of times it's making that decision before you get there Mm -hmm. or before you take that position or before you enter that event that you don't know a lot about or you put yourself out there. It's like you have to pre pre decide that it's going to be positive. There's going to be negative things that are going to happen in any situation. Mm -hmm. It's life. You know, such is life. Right. But 
if taking all of those and just making them positive or not letting them bug you or just moving forward or, you know, like you said, he's building up his lats. He's got mm-hmm. to do a lot of manual wax on, wax mm-hmm. off approach. And what's that going to be, you know, good for you? Great. You know, same for me, pitching styles. It's a wonderful upper body. People ask where my shoulders come from. And I was a farm kid and getting back into horse styles now that I remember what I did <laughs> as a kid. Like I know where my shoulders came from. So it, it doesn't have to be any bad situation or something you're doing that you don't entirely enjoy can still, you can still find a happy, like Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of doing dishes, but instead I find it as my moment in the winter, it warms me up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then also it's a time for the water running is kind of, it's, it's more of a, you know, it's not a trickling waterfall, but the girls kind of tend off after a little while, they'll go off and do something on their own. I'm kind of left alone. I'll try to throw on some YouTube and I just try to make the best of the Mm -hmm. 30, 40 minutes of the dishes that I'm doing, trying to create happy as often as possible and just be satisfied with the Mm -hmm. moment. It's that silver lining, like mentality of like, no matter what, there are going to be some things that aren't going to be super awesome right off the bat, but you can still try to find the happy in everything. And you know, if it's even just who you're with or or, you know, if what you're doing isn't isn't super fun, like I have always attempted, I've taken a lot of jobs that aren't a lot of fun to do, but I think people are surprised. They're like, how are you doing that? Why are you doing that? It's like, it doesn't bother me. If it needs to get done and it leads me to, closer to a passion or a goal of mine, I'm willing to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and I can find the fun while I'm there. And I think, so I'm just looking through a bunch of quotes here and one that goes along super perfectly with like the general topic I think we're trying to get across is be happy in anticipation of what's coming. Oh, yeah. So like you're currently happy about the current things that are happening, but it's also knowing that what's out there is working for you and it it's coming to you and you like have to trust that and be happy about it, even though it's released, you, you've released it. Um, and then there's another one when the focus is on the good, the good gets better. And I mean, like the, what you think about, you bring about, I think is such a powerful quote and you get to choose what you want to bring about, even though some people I think live their life, not feeling like they have the power over their life. So I think that, you know, and you can change it. It's a practice for me. I used to be pretty fixed mindset thinking that kind of the scenarios in my life were just kind of what happened to me. I didn't think that I really had a control over what I brought into my life. Uh, I thought it just was that way. But I think just trying to change like really small things, like small situations and turn them into positive ones can be really impactful over time. Like I'm a self-help junkie now, but that's not how it first started for me. It's just like, slowly changing one thought like I'll literally I will say something negative out loud and I'll be like you know what never mind yeah it's good <laughs> yeah like, it's fine <laughs> and it's just like if, if you really want to stew on the little things you can but it's not going to make you happy and you have to remember that those just are the little things mm-hmm. and you have to let I have a quote somewhere I can see if I can pull it up but it's just um how to find success, even with women and men, this was directed towards a woman, but she's like, I stopped worrying about the gossip. I stopped worrying about, um, 
what to wear. I stopped worrying about my aunts and uncles. I stopped worrying about everything else, all the little things, even though all of those people matter to me and I have goals on certain directions or passions. Like I stopped letting all of those bother me because I had bigger, more eventful, more passion driven things Mm -hmm. and questions that I wanted to answer because I took those and made those more important than the little things. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, life happens, family and everything's very important and you can give care and give love to all of it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time is like, if you make it everything about those little things, then you're going to be dealing with the little things. Sorry, you Mm -hmm. know, or if you let it bounce off you like a rubber band real quickly and not worry about it and not stew on it, then they become the little things that go and go away. um, While you can put positive thought towards yourself, your family and your goals and passions. And pick your battles. And this is more directed towards me. Like, I'm going to listen to this because I listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> but I want to listen to this. Like, I want to hear myself tell me to, like, pick your battles. Yeah. I'm a big – I mean, I got biggest complainer in high school. And I've been known to kind of, like, bitch and moan about little things in life despite feeling like I'm a very optimistic human. Um, but I find myself, like, arguing over things that are just completely not necessary – and they don't affect my happiness overall, but for some reason I just can't let them go. Yeah. Um, well, I can let them go, but I'm not aware that I'm like letting that become a problem. Like right. pet peeves type yep. thing. Like yep. pet peeves, uh, sorry, shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Because it's not. Yeah. It's such a small it is. thing. It's a creation of a problem. Yeah. You're choosing it for it to be a, yeah. a problem. So when someone uses the wrong word for something that I don't like the way they use it, Sean. Yeah, I get corrected. The souls like to correct people. So I'm trying to be more actively, like, in the grand scheme of things. Yep. Does it matter how you describe that muscle? Yeah. No, right. it no, sure doesn't. It doesn't. But I know at the same you time, you want to make sure that you're you're reading what the other person is saying. And sometimes correction is good. My husband corrected me on certain words and stuff. And I fought it right away. And then we had a discussion about it. And I was like, you know what? Fine. You're not doing it to make me look a fool. Yep. You're doing it because it's your nature to want that to be corrected just because you know, you know what I mean? Right. It wasn't, it was me trying to help educate. Yeah. But it came off as a way that was not helping nor educating. It was quite dictatorish. Right. Yep. Yep. This is the right way. This, this (laughs) is the wrong way. And your way is the wrong (laughs) way. When in reality, that's not how it's supposed to work. But it was just kind of funny where I was like, really? That seems quite ridiculous yes, yep. to let that affect my but life. But a lot of times you may, if it's kind of become a habit or you've been conditioning, conditioned to react that way. Mm-hmm. And got you, away with it for you, 22 and years. You, and you don't realize it. So you're correcting people and also you don't realize that you might be offending them or correcting them or whatever. And you just, you're conditioned to it. Like it's not, it's almost like you have to go to that point and then to hear it from someone else to be like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I never saw it as a problem now, but then you, then you're going to trickle back type of a thing. Mm-hmm. But the hardest thing to do is to start to see not your faults, but maybe your triggers, tendencies. your triggers, your tendencies, how you use your words, how you use your words with specific people. Mm-hmm. I talk very differently to my mother than I would talk to Riley's mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little bit more abrasive. I'm kind of like that kid screaming at the mom when she comes in the front door with mm-hmm. my mom. And a lot of people, like my sister still does show and tell with mom. And I think it's adorable mm-hmm. because it's like that kid thing you do when I see mom. Yeah. But it's, <clears throat> so you're conditioned to act a certain way with certain people or towards certain situations to maybe what happened to you in the past or, or what's happened to you now. 
the the hardest thing that I have been working on, not the hardest thing, the thing I have been working on the most, mm-hmm. and it goes along like with putting the word, the intention towards. I try to become aware of my actions mm-hmm. and my reactions before I I actually blow mm-hmm. in the moment. <laughs> Or before I hop onto something, I try to be like, let it run through my head and be like, okay, this is how I would have reacted. Let's try this again. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I trigger and we, we act how we, mm-hmm. you know, or we're conditioned to it. And I'd be like, I don't want to act like that again. I need to fix that. Mm-hmm. But you have to find the awareness in your imperfections, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing. Sometimes you're not aware of what you're doing wrong or how it comes across totally and I think that's super important and what I've been doing like in the last couple months is I will say something and like stand behind it Mm -hmm. and then I'll be like wait (laughs) I don't think that that's me I don't think that that's how I want you to feel about it like do you have an example take it back um with like really putting my foot down on pet peeves oh Uh, like it's just kind of tying back to the same thing like I'll immediately lash at something i'll have a very sharp comeback and automatically correct sean on whatever he said yep we'll say he likes to describe his bicep i'll use he calls like striations cords oh okay within his arm yep got it like for all general purposes (laughs) that's not that's a fine thing to describe it i know what you're talking about because i grew up in a bodybuilding atmosphere i'm a little bit more adamant at calling things the proper terms so i was like no that's not what they're called use the right term and was like literally it came out of my mouth in a very angry aggressive way yeah and i stopped and was like you know what? Actually, he might have stopped me. Okay. He was like... And this sometimes is your aha moment that you need to have happen. Yeah. Just like it happens with kids and all of a sudden they went to school, they came home and they had a couple aha moments. And they're yep. not, You know what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. He just was like, whoa, I get it. You're correct. But like, you got a little upset there. Yeah, like, back off. It's just a word, man. I'm yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. He was like, whoa. I attach nicknames to things all the time, but then Riley expects me to use it by the proper term. Yeah. Got right. Okay. So it was just like, I was like, oh, <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Yeah. This is a word, and I knew what you meant. Yeah. That right. shouldn't be a problem. Right. So it was just like, but at the same time, did you want to ask him, so are you going to use the right word next time? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> or when you're talking to everyone else besides me, you're going to say striations, right? I'm yeah. sure you're going to be like, and case closed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now to the point, too, where he'll say something, and then he'll, in a quite mocking voice, yep. say the term that I prefer. Okay. <laughs> Good. At least In a very humorous way. At least he's covering his basics. Yeah. So where you may have been seeing, not ignorance, but lack of terminology yeah. or lack of knowledge and what words, he was just like nicknaming them and yeah. just calling them what he wanted mm-hmm. to call them. So now he's like, back off. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because it just made me step back and be like, Okay, Camille, priorities. Get get over it. Priorities. Not a big problem. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So let me just pick another one here. In order for things to change, you have to see... Wait, wait. You have to see them as you want them to be rather than continuing to observe them as they are. And I think that can be really applicable to what you choose to see in your significant other. And I know this is, like, not related to what we were talking about. Okay, go ahead. Um, but I think that you can choose to see your significant other or any person in your life, um, in a certain light and 
you can choose to see the positive or the negative, but it's most applicable for me and like qualities of a person. Yeah. Um, and obviously like there's, I always think about like life as like a tree and you have a choice to like follow what branch you want to follow. There's a really pretty branch that you can follow and always looking for the coolest, the prettiest leaf, the prettiest branch, the prettiest tree, um, the way the light hits it and like just really go off into one branch that looks gorgeous and fascinating and it's amazing. Or you can follow the other side of the tree and it's really dark and you're just looking for the most disgusting, ugly part of the tree too. So, and that's just like a metaphor of choosing to look at the positive things in life right. rather than looking at or like just fixating on the negative things in life. Um, and it's not that I choose to live my life ignorantly avoiding negative things. Um, but I would say I kind of do on purpose. Yeah. Well, I actively avoid the news because right. I think it's very negative. Yeah. And, and rather you look can, at positive things. Exactly. I, and I'm not a big follower of the news. Only political stuff I get is through my husband. But the same thing where he finds comfort and relaxation listening to that stuff it makes the hair on the back of my, my neck stand mm-hmm. up because just because it's con- it's catter, it's chatter, mm-hmm. it's argument, and it's just just seems a lot of mm-hmm. negativity put out there and how they speak to each other and they speak about people, and again they might be drawing across information that he sees value mm-hmm. in, but I would rather give me the summary at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I care about what's happening, I can't handle the the mama drama and everything that goes along with it. And I see that a lot, you know, in the news and they need to get people's attention Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I mean, there's a lot of things and you can take on if you're, you know, if you're active for, uh, I don't know, anyone who takes a stance, let's just say if you have a charity or a benefit that you feel empowered to support, Mm -hmm. then, you know, take that on, but don't expect everyone else to take that on. That needs to be passion driven or Mm -hmm. a history type of driven thing. There is a lot of bad in the world that does need positive help, Mm -hmm. but you can't fix everything. You can't save everyone. Mm -hmm. You can choose to put your efforts towards and you can, we can also expect others to put their efforts towards Mm -hmm. certain things. And it's, I choose to look for the good and try to find the good instead of seeing what possibly is all the icky and the negative. It's there. We Mm -hmm. can find it. You can Google, we can Google at the same time and find good and bad. I so choose to look for the good. Yeah. I think that's kind of the theme of but, this podcast yeah. is choose positive. Yeah, choose when, good, choose Whenever happy. in life, choose happy, choose positive, um, whether it's your work, whether it's qualities in another person, or it's a task you've been given, or really anything, even the way you look at your food, choose happy. Choose to get excited about your healthy, nutritious food yeah, um, instead of being upset and grumpy because you you're no matter what, you're going to live your life. Um but life's a lot happier when you look at the happy things yeah. and get excited about the things you have and the places you're going um, instead of getting upset about the things you don't have or the places you aren't going. Right. And it's easier on you and yourself. And then it it, it goes out to your friends and family when they're seeing the good and the ease and the happy. And the art of allowing is the phrase I'm turning it into. Allow was my word. And then I was listening to a podcast from Hicks and it was broken down of just there's an art to it Mm -hmm. and you have to allow good in your life and bad will come too. and allowing mishaps to happen and and good things to come to you. But there has to be some sort of art that is brought to it as well, because some people allow certain things quicker into their lives than others, 
or allow change into their life in a certain way. So it becomes an art form. And when she had said that, I was like, nailed it. It was like the day after we did, um, we chose our word. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I want this word. I know this is the word that it's going to be, but I need more formula around it Mm -hmm. and how to embrace it. Because allow is a very vast word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But as soon as she said, it's the art of allowing, allow, 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 and create an art around it and see how you can receive more and receive differently receive things you've never before, never felt you deserved to allow things to happen in and around you and not to get on that roller coaster, mm-hmm. but to um, continue with your passions and allow happy, allow happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's hard to create happy, but allow it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I think that's really a good point is just allow yourself to be happy yeah. and to find the happiness and because it is kind of an oxymoron of like trying to allow uh-huh. seems like I pretty know. counterintuitive. Right. Like I will allow it to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna try really hard to allow this to happen. Right, and it's more of a yeah. You have to release and let go to let that word kind of kind of come into play, and then to try to make it you know, to work with art and try to make something more poignant or more like that takes time. It's like a skill, you know, it's a skill you learn a trade. Almost. Mm-hmm. And this is the perfect time to insert my late night thoughts, a quote about uh, art. Okay. So this is what I told oh, you that yeah. I was having like quotes come to me yep. at, like right before sleeping many nights in a row. And I did end up capturing one of them in my phone. Um, and it was in regards to art. I have been having a greater appreciation for art. I would say in the last six months, art within food, within anything. I've just been seeing the artistic value in things lately. Um, so then I got to thinking and just had a bad taste in my mouth about manufacturing in general, apparently. (laughs) And I came to the conclusion that manufacturing is just art gone bad or like fallen off of the track. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas something, the uniqueness of art when manufacturing is everything is so streamlined and everything is the exact same. It, to me, it took the art out of it when in and of itself, manufacturing is the original, the original design creation is the art, but then when you mass produce it and turn it into a high facilitated or a high manufactured product. Yeah. It just seems like it sucked the art, the artistic aspects of it right out when everything was completely the same. Um, I associate art with uniqueness. Um, I was watching a food thing (laughs) where they compared like very expensive handmade type food with manufactured food. Yeah. Um, That's why I think I got that. In manufactured pieces, they come into play with um, perfection. You know what I mean? They start to adapt what art usually has imperfections Mm -hmm. or things that are even hand sewn or hand prepared are meant to have those imperfections. Um, And then you put a machine to task and manufacture it, assembly line it. And now it's become like this, this on, I don't know, just, it's not, the character is Mm -hmm. gone, I guess. The uniqueness is gone. Definitely. Um, Which is interesting. Do you have any concluding thoughts about choosing your happiness? Um, I guess that's what it is. It's a choice. You can plan anything in your day or have a moment and something, a negative question could be asked or a negative action could be, you could be dealing with, but you can still choose to find the positive in the moment or how you're going to turn it around and allow 
the good and the bad in, but still maintain your character and your passions and, and just believe and understand that being happy is okay. And finding your happy isn't always easy, but look for it. And one door opens to another and to continue to put those manifestos out into the world. And if they're not coming, stop dragging your tail about it. Stop, you know, panicking about it. And they're on their way. You're not ready yet. So keep answering the tough questions. And when that day comes and it comes to you and it will come to you, um, you'll be prepared and there will be no question about it. You know, why not me? It's just going to be like, all right, I've been waiting for you, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that is. I think that's perfect. So next time you're feeling um, down or not seeing the best in the situation, hopefully this podcast um, will challenge you to choose the happy, choose the positive, and think about life in a little different way. Yep. Bye.